You're listening to an encore presentation of Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. Vinny is taking a pit stop this week, and will be back in a driver's seat next week with a brand new live show. Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. And welcome to another edition of Drive Time Radio, 8 o'clock on Saturday morning, the Saturday morning before Christmas. And uh, we join you here from the uh, spacious Esperance Media Studios in Edmonds, Washington. A very good morning to you. Yes, it's still dark out there. That's what you get this time of year when uh, we have a couple more days when it grows a little bit darker every day and then we hit that magical 21st day of december and it starts going the other way so help is coming for all of you like me who are seasonally effective disorder suffering seattleites and it's environs to help relief is on the way and you'll be able to uh you know, I've never looked at this stat and I've from time to time wondered, and I guess I should probably research this at some point because I find it to be interesting. I, I've always wondered, since I have lived here, if the number one headlight selling market, replacement headlight selling market in the United in the mainland United States is Seattle. I would think that because we use our headlights here more than most places in the country, except maybe for obviously Alaska and um, Maine and Vermont, I would think. And uh, I don't know, you know, the northernmost border states next to Canada, I guess, have something similar, but I think we're a little higher than them geography-wise and certainly Maine and New Hampshire. I wonder if we are the, the nation's top um headlamp consuming market you know in the old days when you had just the sealed beam lamps uh i could see it more because those lamps had a certain life to them and uh, it was a fairly short one i know that my uh in my dad's gas station we used to sell a ton of those lamps um because that was one of my uh youthful jobs in the gas station was to install headlights uh, on cause. And you had to know, you know, not only how to install it, but you also had to know how to aim it. And there were, you know, we had these headlight aiming tools that uh, we used, but, uh, you know, to be honest, you put, you park the car on a level ground, you point the headlights ahead and you knew by just looking how to aim the headlights. It was a very um, simple proposition. And boom, you gain those headlights. But I remember in the winter, we did sell more seal beams than, you know, than, than in the summer. So I, I've never researched it, but it's something that I think that I'll have to call, uh, you know, uh, somebody who makes seal beams and, and their crack PR department. They should be able to tell me if we are, in fact, number one in that category. I also would think so because we are the largest city, I believe, at that uh, uh, longitudinal level. 
you know, I mean, when our metro was, what do we have? Almost 3 million in our metro, right? And I don't know if there's any city in Vermont or Maine or northern New Hampshire um, that compares to that. Anyway, it's something for, you know, an upcoming show. Well, wait, wait till next year. We'll do it. We'll figure it out next year. Uh, probably not on next week's show because we'll be doing a, uh, a bit of a Christmas special. We are on the air next Saturday morning at 8. Uh, but like you and I, as a matter of fact, I think Nathan will be the only person awake. Uh, well, people will be awake but paying attention to the radio. But if you click on Drive Time uh, next Saturday morning, you'll get a, um, you'll get a surprise. Uh, it, I, I'm not going to say, oh, drop everything you're doing with your family and, you know, just listen to drive time because I'm not fool enough to think that you're going to pick me over your family. But, you know, if you're alone, you wake it up on uh, Christmas morning and not much to do, nowhere to go, all that kind of stuff, you're holed up in your apartment, it might be worth you clicking on drive time radio next Saturday morning. We, uh, for years, I did a thing called uh, the Christmas party for people who didn't have a Christmas party to go to. I did this when I was uh, a music uh, DJ uh, way back in the day, and it was a wildly successful show. I mean, people waited all year for this show. We used to open up the studios and people would come down. We had a band uh, that uh, that came in. We were largely comprised of us. And we just took, we had a six hour show. We went from nine o'clock at night till three o'clock in the morning and people brought in food. It was like a potluck. And we took over the first floor of the studios where we were. And uh, it was uh, our studios at that time were in the bottom floor of a dormitory and the dormitory was empty, you know, Christmas vacation. Everybody was usually gone. So uh, we, we, you know, we were able to have a good time, have a fun time, invite people in. Uh, musicians would stop by uh, that had played, uh, you know, uh, the I-Beam or, uh, you know, other clubs in San, this was in San Francisco. And it was a, a grand old time. And I would love to, uh, to replicate that some year on a, a Saturday night before Christmas or a Friday night before Christmas, just do a, a Christmas party for people who don't have a Christmas party to go to. And so that they felt included in, you know, the festivities. I got the idea uh, for this uh, because when I was a kid, and I know I often talk about my dad's gas station, but this is... Um, you know, this is, this is what I remember when I was a kid. This was my introduction to automobiles. But, you know, in, in those days, gas stations were like gathering places. You know, uh, young people, uh, young men with cars um, used to hang out at the gas station because my dad would let him use the lift and let him help them tune their cars up for the connected highway, the drag strip that was uh, a piece of highway not too far from where my dad's gas stations were. Uh, you had the parts suppliers would come. But, you know, a couple of days before Christmas, especially Christmas Eve, was it was a grand time at the, at the gas station uh, because people who you hadn't seen for a long time knew that my dad 
you know, threw a little bit of a, a wing ding on that, uh, whatever, you know, couple of, whether it was Christmas Eve or a day or so before, we never went anywhere for Christmas. We always stayed home or went to a cousin's house or something like that. And so around about two o'clock in the afternoon, I always remember this clear as a bell. You know, my father would ask his mechanic or his couple of mechanics that worked before we all finished. They all got there early in the morning so they could get all the work that had to be done done by one or two o'clock. And sure enough, one or two o'clock would roll around. What was going to get done got done that day. What, um, you know, was going to have to wait got put in the garage. The doors were closed on the garage. And, uh, they, you know, my father broke out. Uh, the booze, and uh, used to pick up an Italian feast from, um, it was a deli right across the street from us in a story called Sarcelli's. And, you know, he'd get, uh, you know, 10 loaves of Italian bread and all these great cold cuts like prosciutto, capricol, and, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, all different kinds of Italian meats and cheeses, uh, provolone and Parmigiana cheese and stuff like that. And I remember my dad had these Argentine mechanics that worked for him and they loved to cook. So they would cook up a storm. So by about four o'clock, you had this unbelievable spread that was uh, laid out on the office, uh, you know, the gas station office desk. You know, I mean, my dad would take a piece of plyboard, put it on the desk, put a tablecloth over it, and put all the food on top of that. And it was one of my fondest memories of Christmas because everybody who hung out at the gas station, uh, many of the regular daily customers would uh, come by. And it was like, uh, you know, it was, it was a great Christmas tradition that my dad had started and, and kept up and invariably you'd have customers coming by that knew nothing about this, but happened to come in because they had a flat tire. They, you know, they were getting gas, filling up their tanks, so on and so forth. And it would happen upon this party going on in the gas station and they would join in. And, you know, so you'd have this, this combination of hot rodders and street racers, uh, people that worked with my dad, uh, people that worked um, in businesses where, that, can, you know, that, that partook of the gas station, filled up their trucks. My dad had a lot of moving trucks, uh, you know, big moving trucks that parked at the gas station overnight and that he worked on. Uh, so these guys would come in. And because, again, you know, free booze, everybody's sitting around drinking. Yeah, I know it was a different time. People, you know, had a, sat around, had a couple of drinks and drove. And, uh, you know, thank God that's not the case anymore. That that's been cracked down on uh, because I can't imagine how many people, you know, were hurt because of these kinds of uh, parties that went on. But. Let's leave that to the side for a second. It was uh, just this, this gathering of, of people, some known, some not known, that were in the Christmas spirit, that got into the Christmas spirit because uh, my father decided to throw this, this bash. 
And it was just, it always impressed me. Uh, nobody was turned away. Nobody was told they could, you know. Uh, and what was really interesting, too, and really left an impression upon me is, you know, my dad had a, a, a guy, Jerry, used to have a wear a, a little crown like Jughead for a, a hat. And Jerry had the car wash concession. At the uh, at the gas station, he would he had a, a great little business where he would wash cars uh, all day and pay my dad rent, and he would you know he would wash cars, detail cars, clean cars up, and had a great business. I mean, he had a thriving business doing this, and um, Jerry had a bunch of friends, and Jerry was a black man, and. Most of his friends were black men who worked at various businesses in the area. And they would come by and, and you know, throw, throw one on with, uh, with Jerry uh, most Friday and Saturday afternoons. And on Christmas, the two crowds came together. The two crowds, the you know, the, the all the street racers and all the mechanics and all the other and, and the African Americans who you know in those days kind of stayed separate. It wasn't anything that was, you know, it was just that's the way it was. They were separate. Nobody really knew why, but I did know that on Christmas everybody got together. Everybody partied it up with everybody else. Everybody talked to each other, no matter who they were, no matter where they were from. Everybody was friendly. Um, no idiots to spoil. the. Um, and so from that idea uh, grew the Christmas party for people who don't have a Christmas party to go to. And I started doing it uh, on the show at KUSF down in San Francisco. And as I said, no, no admission charge, no nothing, bring a plate of food, but I would go and spend a bunch of money in a deli and go get some cold cuts and some, or make a big pot of chili or whatever. And, and me and my friend JD and a bunch of other friends would make some, some stuff and bring it to the, bring it to the, to the studio. And we do a six hour Christmas party. And it was a great, a great time. I just always remember them so fondly. And I have saved the audio for, from that Christmas party. I have a, have a tape of, of one of the complete Christmas parties. And what I will try to do next week is get it onto, um, onto a, a sound file and run that as our Christmas show. So it'll just be a, a lot of people talking and a lot of people singing Christmas carols. Uh, and might I add, many people not knowing all the words to the Christmas carols. <laughs> well, you know Christmas carols, you know one line, two lines. Everybody knows jingle bells and jingle bells jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to, you know. But how many people know anything past the first verse? Not many. It's always dead. Prancing through the snow, and blah, 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 blah. And you try to keep up with somebody who knows the words, except invariably one song comes along where nobody knows all of the words to. And then you just sit there and go, oh, jingle bells, jingle bells. I mean, 
we've all before COVID, we all went to Christmas parties, didn't we? We all remember uh, what that was like. So hopefully I'll be able to dig that file out and uh, do that. And if not, it's a, it's a, a great story about uh, about Christmases in years gone by. And, you know, the kind of um, celebratory mood that this country got into around Christmas time. Now we're worried, you know, we're, we're, and, and rightly so, worried if we're going to get the cooties uh, if we go to a party. And listen, those fears are justified. Look at everything that's happened. All of a sudden, we're starting to get ready to blow up again uh, for Christmas and COVID. And again, I, uh, I ask you, to please wear your masks and um, social distance for this thing is not over by a long shot. And uh, hopefully someday we'll get back to that kind of thing. I would love to do that. I would love to have a, a Christmas party for people who don't have a Christmas party to go to. But, you know, right now, it's just not a, it's not a wise or smart thing to do, is it? I know that, uh, you know, New York is shutting down. Uh, they canceled the Rockets Christmas show, uh, which is, you know, devastating for a lot of people. I mean, that's uh, a, a Christmas tradition for so many in New York to go to Radio City Music Hall and watch the Rockets do their Christmas show. And now, poof, gone for another year. Anyway, it, it is a uh, it's it's a sad situation in, in that respect. But listen, we're not here to talk about sad things. We're here to ask you to do the right thing and also to talk about cars. And that's what we're going to do uh, this morning. We always uh, try to um, keep it sure. We also have uh, Santa Vinny is also going to visit us today. Yes, we have a couple of Christmas presents to give away. And we will do that a little later in the show. We're going to give one out online uh, through our Facebook page and one out through our, um, right, from people that are listening. And we have these beautiful little uh, JBL clip speakers. Have it right here. I don't know if you can see that with the background. Uh, but if you're listening, you can't see it, but it's a great little Bluetooth speaker and has 10 hours of battery life. Uh, I use one of these and it is uh, an invaluable, you know, if you have a, a Bluetooth in your car, it'll, you can use this as a speaker. You put it in your coffee thing there and you can listen to it. If you are at home and you want to listen to music on your phone and you, boom, you hit the thing in the, and it, uh, or uh, let's say a basement room, and you don't want to run the speakers all the way downstairs. You take your phone, you turn the speaker on, and you get sound wherever you are. And it charges up for uh, uh, for a few hours, and you get ten hours of speaker life from this. And we thank JBL for sending these to us uh, that we could use as Christmas presents. Uh, because I like to, you know, I love to give away stuff at Christmas. And I always uh, like to be able to give the listeners at least something to, um, you know, to thank them for listening to our show. We're also hard at work on the um, top five cars I didn't want to give back this year. You know, we come up with, uh, you know, 10 semifinalists 
the top 10 cars of the year, according to our panel of judges, Nathan, do you want to be a judge this year? I would gladly be a judge for you. All right, Nathan. Nathan has just been uh, administered to the panel of uh, administered the oath. Uh, say I will, Nathan. I will. No, you have to say I will, Nathan. <laughs> I will, Nathan. Or should I say I will, Vinny? No, no, no. I'm, I, the, the oath is I will, Nathan. Okay, All I right. will, Nathan. You're on, the panel. You're on the panel of judges, Nathan. You join an illustrious group of people who... Um, we pick out uh, the, the top five cars, then I pick out the uh, cars, uh, the one car that I just, uh, they took from me kicking and screaming and hollering that uh, I didn't want to get back the car that when they come to get it on car day, I hide around the corner. I drive it to the final possible moment that I put, you know, 2000 miles on it in a week. That's the, what gets the car. Uh, and the top five cars that I didn't want to give back this year. It's a, it's a prestigious honor for the automakers. And uh, for me as well, to be able to be in a position to award uh, this fine trophy. I'm almost as proud of that as I am of the Slater Cup, which uh, I created for my friend Keith Slater's cheesecake bake-off parties that were legendary in the Bay Area in the 90s, the 80s and the 90s. And we created a trophy and a uh, terrine dish, and uh, the trophy still lives today, believe it or not. It's still, uh, I saw it just uh, not but a couple of uh, weeks ago out in Spokane where the trophy now lives Great stuff, uh, and, and so we'll do that. We'll give these away a little bit later. we got a cartoon coming up for you. We take a look uh, back at the uh, road test car of the week, the Mercedes-Benz uh, GL35 AMG wagon. What a car this was. Uh, you know, I, I'm still a, a fan of, a big fan of Mercedes-Benz. You know, this, this, it's, a, it's a certain mark of luxury. But. There are people gaining on Mercedes-Benz and gaining on the traditional luxury brands with um, some very, you know, just because you're rich, just because you go out and buy a $90,000 car doesn't necessarily mean that you're not shopping for a bargain, uh, that you're looking for something that not only gives you the luxury that you want, but also gives you, uh, a, you know, doesn't, break your bank and gives you that, that feel of luxury. And um, the car that I'm driving this week falls into that category. Nathan, you want to ask me a question? Yo, Vinny, what are you driving this week? <laughs> you know, it's almost like a game. I try to catch Nathan sleeping or something, you know, but he's, he's never asleep. He always seems to be at the, at the ready. And he's uh, he's a good man, Nathan. You're you're a good man. Did anybody ever tell you that today? Nah, not yet. I, still, I'm not sure what the people driving of the road thought of me as I was driving to work. I didn't really uh, take a time to ask them and say, "Hey, am I a good person?" So it's nice to hear it. Well, well, Nathan, you have to you have to take time to do that. You know, like uh, like uh, Bart Giamatti, the former commissioner of baseball who passed away, said, uh, "Take time for paradise." And I would think for you, paradise is probably 
um, you know, a little bit of uh, positive reinforcement. I know it is for me. Anyway, what am I driving this week, you asked? Well, Nathan asked that, and uh, I will answer him. Uh, the automobile I am driving this week is the 2022 Genesis G70. Now, you have heard me rave about Genesis before. It is the offshoot brand of Hyundai, uh, where they took the Genesis top-line model and spun it off into its um, into its own brand, its own luxury brand. And this um, compact executive sedan is a um, just an absolute pleasure to drive, to look at. Uh, you know, the early reviews are powerful, fun to drive, adaptable, full of high tech, great interior, uh, a feel of a luxury car, advanced design. And as my, uh, my weekday broadcast partner, Michael Knight, asked me yesterday, uh, the most important thing, Vinny, how does it stop? which is a question that many people don't even bother to ask when buying a car. But, you know, Michael hit the nail on the head here. How does it stop? And it has Brembo brakes on all four wheels, Brembo discs, which are acknowledged to be some of the best you can buy. Uh, they're racing car brakes. And so while the G70 uh, can get it going, especially if you're driving the uh, – 300 and I think it's 60 horsepower version that I am, uh, the car flies. But the important question you always have to ask yourself is how does it stop? And it stops true, straight, and right when and where you want it to. Um, and, you know, handling and, and, and the mechanics of this car, taking this car on the road, uh, Genesis got this right. Uh, the cabin, which is, you know, as many people say, is the most important part of the car because you got to sit in that thing and take it for long rides and stuff, uh, is, is really is two things. Number one, it's comfortable. Uh, the uh, diamond-tufted material that they use, leather material that they use, is really um comfortable the seats are nice and wide they're bolstered well uh they don't hurt on i, I took a you know 75 mile drive in it already my back was okay after it they're heated they got all the accoutrements that you expect and it was just a uh a, a, a good car to drive the only problem i've really found with it so far is for some reason the entry level for me to get into this car the you have to contort a little bit to get into it, you have to kind of, I have to, you may not have to, but I have to kind of move my butt around a little bit to get in at the right angle to sit comfortably in the car. But that's on the one side. On the other side, you have the tech and a great the 10 plus inch center screen, all the tech that you could possibly want uh, that could, to control the sound, the environment. It even has, if you don't want to listen to the radio, if you get disgusted with people yakking at you like me, there's even a thing in there where you can uh, click on it and it will give you the sounds of the roaring sea or the sounds of a rainstorm 
or the sounds of an open-air cafe in Paris. Built into the car. It's not a satellite thing or anything. It's built right into the car. And I got I, I to gotta be honest with you. I'm sitting there yesterday down by my favorite spot to go down and, and hang with. And um, over by the, the uh, water there, by the, the donut shop. And uh, I put this, uh, you know, the ocean sound on. And all of a sudden, I'm sitting back in the, in the seat. And I'm just so relaxed. You know, maybe that should be, maybe that's what you should listen to from, uh, you know, on your afternoon commute when you're just, you know, the, the day has really gotten the better of you. Uh, maybe you put this on and you listen to it and you feel a little bit better. It's a small thing, but. It's a thoughtful thing um, with the uh, with the G70, and it's built on the same frame of the uh, the Kia Stinger, which I reviewed a couple of years ago, and was I thought a fantastic car. Gave every performance sedan a run for their money, and uh, this is a this is a nice so- solid alternative. To a BMW, to a Mercedes, uh, the only thing that might stop you from buying it, I think, and when you compare it to those others, is uh, the K900 factor. What's the K900 factor? Several years ago, Kia put out a beautiful luxury car. Big, beautiful, and luxurious, and uh, every bit. Uh, on par with finish as a Mercedes or a BMW. Maybe not all of the engineering of those cars, but certainly a beautiful car that served that upper-end luxury sedan, the Kia K900. It was was easily a comparable, comparable to top-line Mercedes and BMWs uh, for the most part. As I say, uh, they may have, you know, Mercedes and BMW have a little more experience in building these cars, but it was still a solid car. And they couldn't sell them to save their lives here in the United States. Why? Because nobody wants to pull up to the country club in a Kia. Um, I think attitudes have changed, but when you want it, when you're going to spend, and by the way, the car, the $90,000 car, was sold at sticker here in the United States for $66,000. And it was worth every dime of the $66,000. It might have been the best car bargain in the last 25 years. And, um, but it was tough for Kia, for people didn't want to get there out of their minds at that time. The key was not a bargain basement brand. It was a, a solid competitor. And the K900 kind of got caught up in that crossfire. And it was, uh, it was sad because it was a, a, it was a solid car. I believe they still make them over in, and sell them over in Korea and in Europe. But uh, we unfortunately here in the United States missed out on, I thought one of the better cars that was produced over the past uh, 10 or 15 years. So the G70 Genesis will have the full report for you 
uh, on uh, not next week's drive time, but the week after the first drive time of, I believe, the new year. We're going to have a drive time on New Year's Day. Nathan, is that right? Yes, we will. Oh. <laughs> Eight o'clock in the morning. And on Christmas Day, too. New Year's well, Day and Christmas was, Day. Yeah, yeah. I was talking about Christmas before, mm-hmm. but um, New Year's. Wow. Oh. We're getting a whole <laughs> shebang of holidays. Oh. <laughs> I don't look pretty on New Year's mornings, traditionally. Well, as long as you look pretty on New Year's Day, you can start it off with a good note, right? Yeah, we can start off. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll do something for New Year's. All right. Um, we come back. We'll do the first of our giveaways. We will um, uh, get you to uh, to uh, to uh, to uh, uh, email us or uh, Twitter us. I guess. I guess we can Twitter us, and we'll take somebody off of that to. Uh, award one of these beautiful JBL clip speakers to a little Christmas present for yourself or you can give it to somebody as a Christmas present. This is Drive Time Radio. I'm New York Vinny. Stick around. More show to come right here at 1150 AM KKNW. It's Thursday night and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Start it off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody, squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. You're listening to an encore presentation of Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. Vinny is taking a pit stop this week, and we'll be back in the driver's seat next week with a brand new live show. Welcome back to Drive Time Radio. Saturday morning, Saturday before Christmas. Our final uh, time together before uh, the Christmas holiday. Before the Christmas holiday, next week's show will be on Christmas. I hope that you and your families and your friends and everybody out there has a, a good, happy, merry, safe, Christmas or whatever holiday um, you would like to uh, uh, acknowledge as your holiday this time of year. Several different ones out there, and uh, you know, uh, I think it's a it's a joyous and festive time of year. Um, if you, of course, look for the joy and the festivity in it, you know, uh, if you uh, if you get too hung up because you can't get uh, a coat. Or uh, um, you know, or or something that Amazon is out of, or you know, whatever material commercial thing that you can uh, you want to get for somebody and you can't get it, and you and that ruins your Christmas. I feel bad for you. Um, I just think that uh, you know, it, it's just a holiday as as we were talking about before. It's time to gather friends and acknowledge uh, the good that happened, even though it's taught, it's, it, it gets hard to find the good some days. 
there's still a lot of good out there to be found. You just have to have a good pair of glasses to see it these days or a, or a good, uh, you know, good pair of reading glasses or good vision or good specs. It's a little harder to find. All right, let's do our uh, Saturday morning cartoon right now. This is one from uh, a uh, gentleman who has uh, consistently been a hit over in England, uh, had many hit records. He had a, he hit with a uh, a song here in the 70s, I think it was, late 70s, early 80s. Uh, that was a, a huge um, soft rock hit called Fool If You Think It's Over. I think it was the 70s, Fool If You Think It's Over. His name is Chris Rea. And uh, Chris, um, you know, goes in for the sappy stuff, which uh, nothing wrong with that. You know, it's good, uh, good music. And he puts it out there and he makes uh, a decent coin doing it. And uh, so he issued a Christmas song several years ago. And I've always found it to be uh, kind of a cool song because it involves uh, something that we all have done on occasion, driving home for Christmas. Chris Rea here on Drive Time Radio with our cartoon of the week. Driving home for Christmas and uh, a nifty little tune that describes the feeling of... uh, reuniting with your family and your friends and uh, that feeling you get as you're uh, going along the highway driving home for Christmas. All right. Good little nifty little tune there for uh, Chris Rhea. All right. Uh, time to give away one of these speakers. I've been trying to figure out how to do this. I think the easiest way to do it will uh, be to do it through social media. So my, uh, my social media address on Twitter is at New York Vinny at N Y V I N N I E. And, uh, my page on Facebook that you're, uh, you can listen to this show on is, uh, you know, www.facebook.com slash N Y V I N N I E. So pretty simple stuff, right? Absolutely simple. Uh, and if you're not a social media person, you can email me at Vinny, V-I-N-N-I-E, at drivetime-radio.com. Okay, it's Vinny at drivetime-radio.com. So you don't even have to be on social media to uh, win a prize. And it is um, just a little in front of 8.45 right now. I will, uh, if you send me a message that says, I want the speaker, Santa Vinny, I want the speaker. Okay? Santa Vinny, I want the speaker. You send me that message on social media or as a Facebook, as a uh, email, and I will pick one out. Um, just before the end of the show, and that person will get the JBL clip. So that's the first way we'll give away the first clip, is you have uh, roughly 15 minutes. No, 10 minutes or so. Excuse me, I was looking at the clock wrong. Roughly about 10 minutes, a little bit more than that, to either email me, at Vinny at drivetime-radio.com. Don't forget the dash. Or 
on my social media pages, which is at NYVINI, N-Y-V-I-N-N-I-E. You uh, do that. We'll pick one out this morning, and uh, you will be the proud recipient of a JBL Bluetooth speaker, uh, the Clip 3 speaker, nice little speaker uh, that you'll be able to enjoy drive time and uh, many other pieces of music through. Okay? All right. Get to it. Get on Twitter. I want to see some uh, some hashtags on there. You can hashtag it. You can send it to me. Just uh, post it. Um, Santa Vinny, I want the speaker. And we will pick one out uh, from that assemblage of people and award you the speaker as a, a, you know, as a way of thanking you for listening uh, to our show this year. We always thank you uh, for listening to our little uh, radio program that we uh, put together here on KKNW every Saturday morning at eight. All right. Let's, uh, you know what? I just, uh, I blanked on where I was going. So um, we have that. We will get to our road test as well uh, this morning we, as we take a look at the Mercedes-Benz um, kind of station waggy, kind of compact crossover. Uh, that'll be coming up next right here on Drive Time Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, James Dean. Hi, Jimmy. Hi, Gig. We asked Jimmy over today because he's a racing man himself. A real one, not a crazy one. Incidentally, I think I should explain that Jimmy just stepped over from the set of Giant. And need I add, he plays a Texan. Speaking of racing, have you ever been in a drag race? Are you kidding me? I just thought I'd ask. No, Jim races in the tradition, you might say. Real racing cars, real tracks. How fast will your car go? Oh, an honest miles an hour. Clocked, it could run about... 106, 7. You've won a few races, haven't you? Oh, one or ten. Where? Well, I showed pretty good at Palm Springs. I ran a Bakersfield. Jimmy, we probably have a great many young people watching our show tonight, and for their benefit, I'd like your opinion about fast driving on the highway. Do you think it's a good idea? A good point. I, uh, I used to fly around quite a bit. I took a lot of unnecessary chances on the highways. And I started racing, and uh, now I drive on the highways, I'm uh, extra cautious, because no one knows what they're doing half the time. You don't know what this guy's going to do with that one. On a track, there are a lot of men who spend a lot of time developing rules and uh, ways of safety. And... uh, I find myself being very cautious on the highway. I don't have the urge to to speed on the highway. People say racing is dangerous, but I'll take my chances on the track any day than on a highway. Well, Gig, I think I'd better take off. Oh, wait a minute, Jimmy. Um, one more question. Do you have any special advice for the young people who drive? Take it easy driving. The life you might say might be mine. You know? <laughs> You're listening to an encore presentation of Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. 
Vinny is taking a pit stop this week and will be back in the driver's seat next week with a brand new live show. And we're back here on Drive Time Radio. Final segment uh, before we wrap it up for Christmas. Uh, by the way, I hope you got something out of that uh, Christmas list I did last week of the uh, of uh, you know great last-minute Christmas gifts. You know, I didn't include this clip on there, but actually this is a pretty good little uh, speaker if you are... Uh, you know, taking a road trip or something like that. Uh, or if you need to have, uh, you know, like in your hotel room or something like that, it charges in the car. It's also a great little uh, speaker uh, for that uh, as well. So uh, these are out there. I, I believe you can get them at most any electronics retailer. I believe they're under 50 bucks. So um, nice little uh, way to go to uh, pick up something for that uh, that audio file or that auto audio file uh, in your life. Uh, we often talk on this show, and I want to get this in before we do our review about the chip shortage. And hallelujah, it seems like it's, it's really kind of letting up now. Uh, we're starting to see more cars out in the field. Uh, you go by dealers' lots. And you see more cars out there. I guess that uh, the chip manufacturers are hustling their production and doing something because all of a sudden this uh, crisis, this chip crisis that we have seen seems to be um, easing itself a little bit. So now I am not saying that the prices on the cars are going down. I don't think we're going to see any relief from that uh, for the next you know, six months, I think it's still going to say stay the same wacky way it is with uh, used car prices being, uh, you know, going through the roof and new car prices uh, being, you know, new cars being sold at three, four, five thousand dollars, ten thousand in some cases over sticker price. Kind of kind of crazy, but that's where the car market is uh, these days. So if you were thinking of that, uh, you know, December to remember going out and looking at a Lexus or something like that, saying, oh, you know, I, I want to get this car for Christmas. You might do yourself uh, fine to wait a little bit and uh, buy the car after the first of the year. Uh, I know this is a traditionally a time when the rebates and the incentives and everything are off the charts, but this is a year like no one has ever seen in the automotive business. And while I would love to tell you to go out and buy a car and keep the economy uh, flowing and, and so on and so forth, it's just a volatile market right now. So while you see all those December to remember ads uh, and everything running on uh, television and online and so on and so forth, do your due diligence. And if you don't know, Talk to somebody, ask somebody about, uh, you know, about buying a car and about what we're looking at this time of year. Uh, and in this special circumstance, if you're going to go out and you need to buy uh, a new or even a used car for that matter, because used car uh, market is whacked out as well. All right, time now for the uh, Drive Time Radio Road Test. The Drive Time Radio Road Test. Every week, Vinny puts another car through its paces and lets you know the good, the bad, and the ugly. And there's nothing ugly about this car. Uh, last week, we had a chance to drive 
uh, the Mercedes GLB 250 4Matic uh, around uh, the, actually we drove the AMG GLB 35 uh, around uh, last week. And I have to tell you that uh, this particular vehicle is just a great Mercedes-Benz. I loved this uh, this car. It was sized right. It was priced right. It was, uh, you know, in that compact class, yet had everything over the compact class. It's a, uh, a, a three-row SUV with the AMG package that was simply off the charts. From the outside, it's a, a squared-up, high-roofed version of a Mercedes-Benz, which gives you plenty of headroom, even with the uh, the sunroof. Uh, it is uh, an easily recognizable as a Mercedes-Benz, but yet looks to me to be more station wagon than it is um, SUV. It uh, you know came out as a as a concept a couple of years ago. Uh, they put it out there this uh, in, for 2020, and it was just uh, just a pleasure to drive. It had everything you expect in a Mercedes Benz, which is comfort, a column shifter, um, great electronics, room to move to stretch, uh, easily usable features like the third back seat uh, uh, or the second back seat, the third row seating, all worked perfectly. Uh, It gave you a solid feeling on the road, was actually fun to drive when you dropped it into sport. And uh, the the GLB 35, with its eight-speed automatic, 302 horsepower, was um, nothing less than spectacular turbocharged to point oh liter engine giving it plenty of torque uh giving it uh, a, a slot there for people who maybe like the audi sport wagons uh of uh of last decade and said geez nothing quite like that right now it is uh, a, just a, a solid good vehicle that's comfortable that's well appointed uh, it's not gaudy. It's not big. It just gets you going uh, in the right direction with uh, the Mercedes aggressive grill, the Mercedes driving dynamics, which are, uh, I still think, some of the best driving dynamics out there. It, um, it, it checks off a lot of the boxes, and it's an AMG which, you know, uh, which comes in around 60 grand for everything. It is, um, they are, Mercedes is going for that younger, hipper market and uh, with young families, and they do it quite well in uh, this vehicle. They make it, uh, they make it fun to drive. They make it easy for somebody who may not be as, uh, uh, shall we say, not think there's so much of a race car driver. It's an easy car to drive. It's a fun car to drive. You open up that panoramic sunroof and you see the world. So I really, uh, as I said, enjoyed my time in uh, the Mercedes um, GLB, a spectacular vehicle. 
at uh, a $60,000 soup to nuts price point. Very good. Go look at one at your Mercedes dealer. That's going to wrap up drive time. Listen, my friends, have a very merry, merry Christmas. And uh, we will perform for you again next week at uh, 8 o'clock in the morning if the Lord's willing and the creek don't rise. Have a good week.